to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. This is a show where... I talk to uh, total strangers that I find online and I give them my unprofessional advice. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow the show uh, on Twitter. It's at Strict Anonymous or follow me, Kathy, um, on Twitter at Cartoon Therapy. You can like my fa- Facebook fan page, which is Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Um, and if you could write a review, that'd be really great. Write a review, a good review on either Stitcher on Stitcher or on iTunes, wherever you listen to my show. If you want to buy my book called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck, um, it's basically a bunch of love gone very wrong stories. It's really my losing my virginity story all the way until I turned 40 and just every horrific relationship I ever had. I was terrible at relationships. I've had every kind of horrible relationship you can imagine and they're kind it's kind of fucking funny and I write about it in my book and it's a cartoon book so and I can't really draw and I'm not really that great at writing yet I wrote and drew a book um so my pictures are in stick figures uh but I think that that kind of works because there's a lot of sex in there and it's you know it's not so gross when you're drawing like anal sex with stick figures it's kind of funny actually <laughs> so anyway uh you could buy that book on amazon i took the kindle off because that was bullshit you can't see my book that book on kindle it's much more of a hard copy book so you could buy that it's a good coffee table book uh it's on amazon.com it's called the cartoon misadventures of a total train wreck um today on the call i have a young guy He's like 25 years old and I found him. Sometimes I go through Craigslist looking for people that are looking for advice and I hit them up. Sometimes I put an ad and say I'm looking for people that need advice and they hit me up. This guy, I hit him up. He had put an ad on Craigslist saying that he had dated a narcissistic girl and their breakup was brutal and he was like suicidal. So I was like, I want to talk to him because I am a narcissist magnet. Um, I was raised by narcissists. My father is a narcissist. (laughs) So I am super attracted to narcissists. All my guy friends, all a lot of the guys I dated are total fucking narcissists. I think I was probably a narcissist when I was younger. Maybe we all kind of are. I don't know. So I thought, oh, this would be a good topic to have on. I want to hear about this guy's uh, dating story with a narcissist. I don't know because I already taped the podcast. I don't know so much whether his girl is even a narcissist because um, we get to all the details about what happened there. But they dated for a while and things went bad and she was like pretty mean to him and he didn't really do very well after they broke up and he was just looking for some advice and that's what the podcast is about. Um, but if anybody out there really is a narcissist and wants to talk about it or is married to one or dating one, like I'd love to have that topic on because I think a lot of people either know a narcissist or a narcissist or, you know, have been with a narcissist. And I think it's like a good topic. Um, anyway, so that's that. That's who I have on the show. I forget. Oh, we call him Adam. Um, and that's his name. And like I said, he's a young guy that dated a girl who treated him like shit. And he's pretty depressed. And I think it's a common problem. I think that, I mean, a lot of times, a lot of my shows are 
very sexual nature <laughs> and uh, I have like salacious topics and this is kind of like a typical one but I think I like topics like this because this is like a regular guy that got dumped by a girl and is really depressed about it and who can't relate to that I don't care if you're a guy or a girl we've all been there you know what I'm saying so anyway I'll be right back on with Adam do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous hey adam welcome to strictly anonymous podcast you're on with kathy how are you I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing good, Adam, but I don't think you're doing very well. I think you're full of shit because I answered an ad that you had on Craigslist that said, this is what the podcast is going to be about, right? That said that you were basically like ready to commit suicide because you had, I mean, it's a serious thing. You had dated a narcissist, right? A woman who was a total narcissist. I'm assuming it's a woman, right? Was it a woman? Yes, I mean, I I believed that that's the conclusion that I came to that she was a narcissist, but I'm not a professional, you know. It's okay, either am I. But we could talk narcissist to the, the fucking five hours because I know all about it. Okay, I date narcissists myself too, so I know the deal. But um, that's what you thought, and you were like, so you put an ad out looking to talk to someone because you were like, basically, like you literally said, I'm I'm suicidal over like the torment she put you through, right? Yeah, my uh, my narcissist was was very bad. Like, uh, I believe, like, because uh, my narcissist dumped me twice in the period <laughs> of, like, five years. I'm sorry, it just sounds so, it sounds kind of cute when you're like, my narcissist. <laughs> it's just like a funny way to, to put it. Let's give her a name. Let's make up a name for your narcissist. What would what are you gonna say her name is? Uh Nancy. Nancy, okay. So that bitch Nancy dumped you twice in five years? <laughs> yes, yes. So not only uh Nancy like dumped me uh savage style <laughs> came <Sorry>. back <laughs> came back for more narcissist supply. Totally. Narcissistic supply. Was, NS. They call it NS. Narcissistic and supply. And I was more than willing to uh, give more supply. I didn't think I was capable of giving any more supply and how magically it all went down. <laughs> and I, I, I surrendered uh, into Nancy's uh, want Narcissistic and ways. Yes. And so uh, I had to uh, go through this uh, whole process twice and then af- after the second time uh, that's when I even like try to do my research and find out about like narcissism and how like it's uh, they're psychopaths yeah did you find that guy Sam Vac- Vaknin I guess is his name the guy uh, he, he's got like all kinds he's like the probably the the best person if you're googling I think that's the person you always oh, most people find because he has a lot of um, taped videos, YouTube videos. He wrote um, 
a book called The Malignant Narcissist, I think it's called, or something like that. I don't know. He's really good. He's really, I think he's a narcissist himself. And so he outs them all from his own knowledge of himself, which I think is so great, right? And he really is the real deal. Did you ever Google and find him? Uh, I actually didn't particularly find him, but I, you know, I found other people and I got a, no, you, you need to find this guy and look, read his shit about narcissistic supply because this is a straight up narcissist telling you exactly how they are, okay? This is from the horse's mouth and that's really where you need to find out about them. Do you know what I mean? Not from some psychologist that read in the book about it or somebody that knows somebody and then it's like, oh, I'm going to write about narcissists. This is a narcissist writing about narcissists. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucked up. No, I love, I have to say, like, I got to say, like, I have not, I've been doing my podcast for over two years. I have all different kinds of colors with all different kinds of problems that I have on my show. And I've never had, and I just did recently did one with a guy with commitment issues. And I like, a lot of my stuff is like sexual in nature because I get a lot of people from Craigslist and those are always interesting. But I love these like super, um, like these super normal, supposedly normal, um, calls about commitment phobia or this is a call about dating a narcissist because I think it's like a widespread thing. I think that a lot of people will be able to relate to this. I know I can because I'm surrounded by narcissists in my life because my dad was a fucking narcissist, right? So I'm like super attracted to narcissistic men and I know all about it, right? So we're going to dig deep into your life to figure out why you date narcissists. Is this the only girl you've ever dated? Let's let me get some backstory on you first off, okay? How old are you, okay. Adam? And could you I'm stop 30. moving around? You're moving around or something. What are you doing right now? It's making a lot of noise. No, I'm sitting down. Maybe it's the microphone next to my shirt. Maybe it was... Uh... Yeah, try not to move that. Okay, anyway. So how old are you, um, Adam? I'm 30 years old. You're 30. And how you've dated this girl for, you dated the girl for five years, right? So it's basically since you're 25. Before that, did you have any long-term relationships? I did. And how, and how many relationships have you had, did you have before this girl? Uh, long-term relationships, aside from this, I've only had uh, two other long-term relationships that lasted around three years each. Wow, so you're like a relationship guy. Now, let me ask you this. Were those girls narcissists too, or were they normal girls? Uh, they were not narcissists, definitely not narcissists. I can t- differentiate, uh, you know, uh, but this this particular one was definitely a narcissist uh, once I put two and two together and uh, came to that conclusion. Right. You still stayed with her, though, because you like you said, she kept breaking up with you and dumping you and then you'd go back to her. Right. But wait, let me just get a little bit more backstory. So you're 20. You were 25 when you met her. How old was she? The narcissist? Maybe. I think I was like 26. Okay, uh, cool. And how old was she? Uh, She was uh, about 23. Okay. And where did you meet her? I actually worked at a like a fashion clothing store uh, that I've managed inside of a mall. Mm -hmm. And she was also a mall employee and she worked at a jewelry place. Mm -hmm. And uh, a a friend of mine uh, that's also like a competitor, like around the same age, I was visiting his store, Mm -hmm. which is similar, similar to mine. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, she has to be there. And then uh, I've seen her at her actual job. That's when I approached her and, like, you know, started talking to her. She was really pretty. Uh, she was beautiful. Right. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate her? Uh, on a, like on a scale? Yeah, 1 to 10. 10 one being to super ten. hot, 1 being really fucking ugly. Okay, uh, I would rate her like an eight. An eight? A good eight. Okay, yes. what about you? Scale of one to ten. Uh, I would rate myself maybe like, not like a ten, but like. <laughs> a ten, a 9.95? An, <laughs> an eight. No, an eight is like good, you know? It's not yeah. like extremely like model status hot. But like very good looking, I've, I've never had, I've always had girls think that I'm very good looking. Right. Okay. So you're super good looking. So you give yourself a solid eight, right? I agree with you. I think an eight is very good looking. Ten is like perfect, right? So that's like, you know, but eight is really good, right? And then seven is like average, everything in, and under, right? Yeah. So you're an eight, she's an eight. So you were fishing in your league. And now how did you approach her? And then was she totally into going out with you? Like, how did the relationship start? It was so weird. Um, I approached her. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to give you my, I talked, made small talk, you know, like, oh, and I was like, I'm going to give you my number. And she happened to already have it because another friend of mine that works at a cell phone place, like, resetted her phone and all his contacts ended up in her phone so we hit it off and then uh we had like something in common that she had a child mm-hmm. from a past relationship mm-hmm. and so did i and we uh right away put that uh like up there of course how and old were your how old's your kid and how old's her kid uh well now both of her children are like going to be like my child is just turned six years old. Mm-hmm. So they were like around. So, were they around the same age? And how, how about her kids? Same her kid. age, around same age. Or her son and my son, same age, same birthday, around same age. Oh, like, cool. Okay, so you—that's a good thing. That's like an important thing to have in common because being young and having a kid, right? Like, it's kind of weird, right? Some people that were young might, might like a regular person that is that around that age maybe wouldn't want to date somebody that's twenty-five and has a kid, right? So that was actually a really good thing to sort of have in common with each other. Yeah, and like you know, we related. Like, oh, uh, you know, both both of us uh, were the non-custodial parent you know the other parent had the custody of the child so we also you know like share that and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like you know mutual attraction and it just like all happened very fast we started hooking up Mm -hmm. and just jumped into a relationship and started seeing each other and she was spending a lot of time over at my place and literally we were like soon like living together okay but when did it start to get bad Like, the bad part of the relationship? Yeah. Like, uh, like, did she show her narcissistic tendencies? Like, looking back, once it started to get bad, right, did you sort of then look back to the beginning and be like, wow, she's been fucked up the whole time? Because typically a narcissist won't be, will show their true colors right from the beginning, I think, personally. You know, they, they tend to do things in a certain way, and, and that starts right from the beginning, 
right? They always come in very strong and they're like most of the time like everything you could ever like imagine, right? Like and they and they pursue, they they're really available. They make themselves out to seem like almost perfect, right? Is that happening yeah. with her? Well, um like the very our very first like big big fight or like a big big situation in a relationship mm-hmm. i had gone to visit a friend of, a guy friend of mine that mm-hmm. she didn't really like or she didn't like none of my friends but right uh she threw a big big tantrum huge tantrum had some type of like panic attack and everything <laughs> and she ended up in the hospital <laughs> I, I mean why though because of the panic attack did she think she was having a heart attack uh, she just lost it that I didn't comply and I disregarded because I, at, it was like uh, I wasn't, I guess, molded into this person at that time. And I did whatever I wanted, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm visiting a guy friend of mine. I don't have a lot of friends. This is the only friend I have pretty much. Mm-hmm. And she threw a big fit. She ended up in the hospital. I didn't visit her, and she held it against me that how I didn't visit her when she was in the hospital. Okay, but first of all, it, this is ridiculous. How long was she actually really in the hospital, or was she sitting in the emergency room waiting to be seen? She was. She went to the emergency room waiting to be seen, and they checked her in the emergency room, and eventually her parents, her dad, came to visit her. <laughs> but what did she actually go to the hospital for? I guess it could be anxiety or panic attack. Right, right. Okay, but so she does, I guess she didn't realize a panic attack is not dangerous. I mean, she probably thought it was like she was having a heart attack or something. Like, what? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what did she say to you? Did she call you up and say, I'm having a panic attack and I'm going to the hospital? Yeah, even though she suffered from panic attack and anxiety before, and I have too, and eventually we're, we're at a point that... Uh, we wouldn't like go to the hospital. Well, listen, I've had panic attacks and anxiety attacks. I know about all that shit. I used to have that stuff from very early age, like before I could remember like being able to talk. I remember being able to have a panic attack. Okay. So I, you know, I think you always know that it's not something you have to go to the hospital for, you know, I mean, it's, you can't die from it, right? They are super scary and it does feel like you can't breathe sometimes and certain you're going to go crazy, whatever. But I mean, you know, and I think probably a lot of people go to the hospital for it. I never did. I think that that's like ridiculous. But so you both had them. You both kind of knew that you shouldn't go to the hospital. But she threw such a tantrum and she probably went as a ploy to get you to go to the hospital so that she could get what she wants. Right. And get you away from your friend. But you still didn't. You still went out with your friend. Yeah. So how pissed was she over that? She was very upset, uh, very mad and. You know, she was like, I guess, like, just, like, throwing hurdles at me, trying to, like, control me. And at that time, I wasn't being controlled. Right, Uh uh-huh. Yeah. At that time, I wasn't. But later on, you know. How, right, of course. She, she, but how long into your relationship was that first big fight? Uh, How long till when? How long were you dating her before that happened? Uh, This happened within, like, maybe, like, a year. Okay. So for a year, though, it was pretty good and she was super cool? Yeah. She was cool, like, maybe for eight months and then it slightly, you know, started, like, little things here and there and she started, like, kind of, like, have a lot of, like, 
control. Right. And like what would she do? Like she'd try to control you, you mean? Yeah. And um, my my thing was, I, I was like, hey, like, uh, there's like no need for control. You know, there's things that are like off limits I would never do. And like these legit things that I want to do, like I don't want to be controlled. You know, I want to have a normal... Mm-hmm. relationship that I had announced before I even got into the relationship with her. I was like, yo, like, I want to have, like, you know, a friend or two. I don't want to be totally isolated. Well, let me ask you uh, this. Did you used to isolate yourself in other relationships with other girls? Um, no, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't, like, really comply. No, because it's and weird thing to bring that up, like to say that I don't want to isolate myself. I mean, normally people don't bring that up in a relationship unless it's maybe been an issue in the past. I mean, I would never think to say that because I've never isolated myself. Like most people don't isolate themselves when they're with each other or if they do, that's what they want to do. So why did you actually say that out loud? Is that what you have a tendency to do with girls? I mean, it, it wasn't... Uh... It was like a conflict, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I've had conflict in the past relationships where m- my social life or me having, like, friends, like, I guess they're taken as, like, bad influence or I'm taken as, like, a gullible person. So uh, my partner sees them as, like, a threat. Right. So most of the time the girls don't like your friends. But you said you only have one friend. Why do you only have one friend? Most guys have, like, 18 friends since they've known since they're five years old and they keep them their whole life. You only have one friend? I mean, that was like a very, like, a, I guess like a close friend. Mm-hmm. That's like in close, like that I can reach out to immediately. I mean, I had other friends, you know, like. Right, okay. People I've known like for years and they live in different cities and different schedules and that I hear from them not as often. Okay. But, uh, you, you know, we all have this mutual friend that we can reach out to real quick, give them a phone call or. Right, and that's that guy, and that was the guy that you were going out with that night that she got really pissed off at. But in the past, you you seem to always maybe be with like strong-minded women that try to control you, right? Because they always have a problem with your friends. They're trying to tell you what to do. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's this is the first girl that's done that to you before, right? I mean, there's been other girls that have done that to you. Yeah, not all of them, but uh, definitely there's other. Well, listen, you're very young, right? So, I mean, if out of if two out of three of them did that to you, then that's like, you know, a lot of girls in your life, you know? It, by the time you're 40, if you have 50 people, it might be, you know, 40 of those girls. You know, at this point, it's two-thirds of all women in your life have, like, tried to lock you down and keep you away from your friends and control you, you know? And, like, because you're so young, you, you don't see the patterns yet. Most of the time, we set up patterns for ourselves, and they repeat, over and over again, you know, we we attract the same person over and over again because we got to fucking learn something from them. So typically it's very common, you know, to have the same kind of person to date the same kind of person. Right. That's why I'm asking about the other girls, because there probably will be similarities. I mean, this girl, this Nancy narcissist, you know, probably won't be the only narcissist you date. You might wind up dating another one it may be a pattern for you maybe not you know I don't know maybe there's a different pattern and they all have like maybe they're super controlling and she's just like the worst but it sounds like your girls are always trying to keep you away from your friends and kind of isolate you or you maybe have a tendency to do that yourself I don't know 
Yeah, maybe it's like a little bit of both, you know, but uh, like, it, I guess other ones had like some narcissistic traits and personality, but uh, not as strong and not, you know, definitely like Nancy's like over the top. Oh, yeah. I mean, this girl's going to the hospital. I mean, she does anything she can to get you to do what she wants, right? I mean, this bitch will go to the emergency room. Like, who wants to go to the hospital? Like, that's annoying. Like, you just sit around, and they're not going to see you for, like, three hours. You know what I mean? It's not, like, a good thing to do. But that's how much she wanted you not to be with your friend. And then when you didn't go, were you guys living together? We were. Okay. So now, do you go home that night after being out with your friend? And, like, what did she do when you got home? She eventually, like, came later, and she was, like, eyes all cried out. And throughout her relationship, she, like, cried a lot. <laughs> a lot. She cried a lot, a lot. And I really, like, I was, like, okay. I thought to myself, like, maybe I'm, like, a bad guy. Maybe I need to, like, put in more an effort. Or I I really, like, bent over backwards, and I went above and beyond trying to comply and try to be, like, the best guy, but uh, I didn't realize, you know, that uh, what I was getting into when it was all said and done and when I was all fucked up, then I realized, then I researched, then I realized I even found out that I was with a narcissist partner. Had I known before, I wouldn't have maybe, you know, I would have done things differently. Okay, but, like, what did you? What were you doing that she was complaining about and crying about? I mean, maybe you're a douchebag. I don't know. Like, I don't really know you. I'm just hearing your side of the story. I want to hear, like, besides, okay, she tells you, I don't want you to go out with your friend. What was her reason? Why didn't she like this guy? What was her side? Like, if I was talking to her, what would she say? Because nobody should say, like, just for no reason you can't go out with your friend. That's, like, psychotic. But, like, she could say, I don't want you to go out with your friend because he's a drug dealer, or I don't want you to go out with your friend because he's a fucking pimp. Like, I mean, what did, what was her reasoning? I mean, she she basically thought that we are going to go out and meet some women. And oh, was, okay. It, and there was no such thing like that. It wasn't like we had women waiting for us. Let me. Well, you said guys. you're a very good-looking guy. Okay, you started off the conversation saying you're like a eight. You're like you're very good-looking. You could get a lot of girls. Let me ask you this and tell the truth because nobody knows who the fuck you are. Did you cheat on your girl? Did you cheat on like? Do you cheat on your girls? No, that I never cheated on this particular girl. I was like always content, and not not only I didn't cheat on her. I kind of made an effort to like behave myself and be as content as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't like, per- I try to avoid like cer- certain circumstances. Like I try to try to be as legit as I possibly could. I really made an effort. Right. Because you have cheated in the past on the other girls. I have. And I was never willing to my other girls. I was never willing to put forth such an effort mm-hmm. that I was somehow willing to put forth and uh for this for girl this, and she yes. didn't buy it though even though you were being totally legit she didn't trust you uh she had some trust issues mm-hmm. and but eventually like i i you know once all this happened eventually like more time passed by and i didn't go anywhere i didn't do anything like that what do you mean you you stopped going out with your friends and you stopped doing all the all, everything just to keep her happy is that what you're saying I didn't talk to my friends as much. Uh, she had a problem with a friend of mine that lived in another state. Mm-hmm. That was an old friend of mine that I've known for like maybe more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. And and she knew that he was like an asshole. And this guy, he was like a player and mm-hmm. want to hook up with all these girls. 
but he was also a friend of mine. There's other, other, you know, other sides of him. Right. And I didn't have him around for the sole purpose of so he can teach me how to be such a player. But she felt very insecure of me having contact with him also, and I also stopped talking to him. Right. So when did you? When did you? When did it flip? Like when did you become her bitch? Like when did you start? Because she was totally unrealistic, right? She was like basically delusional. She thinks you're cheating. Like a lot of times, women are crazy about their guy, and they think that they're cheating, and it's because the guy is right. So can you really say that that girl is crazy and delusional? No. You could say she probably knows something's going on because women have very good intuition, right? So they get nutty, and you can't blame that on the girl. You got to blame it on the guy. But in this situation, right? you were totally faithful you didn't do anything wrong right so the fact that she was so distrustful of you was her own delusion right and you knew that right so when did you start buying into that delusion because you might in the beginning when she was like accusing you of stuff you must have been like you're crazy like I could go out my friend I'm not going to cheat on you right so you'd go out with your friend and then she'd wind up in the hospital when did you start like buying into her nonsense and doing what she said well, uh, like throughout our relationship, uh, like there was the one time I was like talking to another girl and like, even though it didn't get so far, it was like considered like emotional cheating. <laughs> well, how, what, though, you, what were you doing when you, how did she catch you? Were you texting? Did you meet was, someone? I met someone. It was a coworker of mine. And uh, while me and my ex were, because she's giving me such a hard time and, uh, we're just going through a whole lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I started like to uh, I I actually was like, okay, I want to like break off a relationship, and I started talking to this girl. And uh, my ex was gone for maybe a couple of days, went to her parents' house, and uh, we came to an agreement that I wasn't gonna do that anymore. And that's when it was really like. After that, I'd never, like, even acknowledged that any, like, other women, like, existed. So there was, I put myself in a uh, position that the chance of me, like, the door of having any contact with any other females, I'd shut that door. Right, because all all you wanted was her craziness to stop, right? You were to, trying to do everything you could to keep her from, like, going nuts and being distrustful right so if like so now you can't even have girls as your friends or anything right because even though there's nothing wrong with that you start to believe that there kind of is in a weird way right yeah absolutely i mean the reason why i started talking to her is just for like a distraction this girl Mm -hmm. and it i never really cared for her or anything like that and it was just because me and my ex were going, she was giving me such a hard time about things irrelevant things you know right Mm -hmm. and i was just acting out and it actually, like, you know, like, uh, she didn't care whether the fact that it, I was being, uh, you know, not content. Mm-hmm. She was not upset about that, and but I guess she, because, uh, you know, like, once she dumped me, like, later on in life, uh, I moved on eventually. Right, but you said she dumped you twice. You put an ad on Craigslist recently saying, like, you're basically suicidal because of what happened so like how did she dump you and when did it become like so horrible because now this all just sounds like regular irritating relationship stuff I think a lot of people have dated or will come across 
a, a woman or a man who has serious issues, right? Because we're all kind of fucked up and people get fucked up from their childhood who has trust issues and drives you fucking crazy with their distrust. I've dated a guy like that. I've been that girl to other guys. Like, you know, so people, this that's like common shit, right? When did it turn into a situation? Because you said early on, like she dumped you like viciously two times. Like what did she do? She did. When did she start to be really abusive? She did. I mean, like, Cheating or anything was never, like, a problem in our relationship because I never physically, like, cheated or anything like that. The, our main, both of the times, the first time she dumped me, it was out of nowhere. Uh, she, her mood had changed, and within a week, she had dumped me. Okay, but let me, but it couldn't be out of nowhere. What did you put together after a while? Like, do you think she had somebody else? Like, do you think that you did something that made her feel like freaked out? Like what, like, what do you think was the reason? Okay, um, there's only one similarity on both of the occasions when it really, everything really flipped. A friend of mine, the one that I went to his store that we worked in similar Uh and that I met her through. Yeah. He came to visit me on both occasions. Mm-hmm. It just randomly or he came to be like, hey, what happened with you and your girl? No, like we were both okay with him coming over. He came and hung out with, he was friends with both of us. Oh, okay. He was, he was actually her friend and then I, I was, he was my friend, but I didn't know that he knew her. Okay. But they were friends first, and it was okay for us to all hang out. And it should have been okay because we all hung out. And it was just another occasion where he was hanging out. But uh, she was, like, not hanging out with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was, like, uh, she didn't feel comfortable him being there, and she didn't like him being there or anything like that, even though we have hung out several, several times before. Okay, so out of nowhere, you guys are all hanging out, and she decides to say, like, hey, I'm breaking up with you. And what's her reason? Like, how does she break up with you? Just tell me exactly how it goes down. She uh, she says uh, that she, she, she no, but told did me she that come, she didn't know. Did she come home? Like, were you home? Were you guys out? Were you out with your friends? Like, where were you? She, when... she started being very distant. Okay. And, and uh one day, two days, three days, six, five days, six days. Then she finally approached me and she said, hey, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I want to be by myself. Oh, okay. Don't you think maybe she had another guy? I have no idea because I never really looked into it. And I was not like, you know, I didn't do my research. And she was so secretive. Like, I didn't know. What do you mean she's so secretive? I never suspected him because uh, we were together so much. I never suspected her of like talking to another guy. Mm-hmm. But maybe there was some guy, but she wasn't talking to him on the phone yet, so I couldn't like catch her. You know, when somebody's phone goes off. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you don't, you don't. That know, wasn't but, happening. But how was she being distant? Just physically distant, and just like not talking to me, and just all of a sudden she started started talking to me less and less. Okay, and then all of a sudden she says, "I need some space." And where does she go? Does she leave the house? She left and moved in with her dad, and she dumped me, and she lo- wrote me a, lo- a letter that was three pages, like, okay, like, uh, you know, if we're meant to be together, we'll be together, and, uh, you know, in the future, who knows what the future holds, 
And if God wants us to be together, we'll be together. I need to go work on myself. I have a lot of issues. You need to go work on yourself. You have a lot of issues. You know, and she just like left it at that. And I got no closure and just straight up dumped me and just bounced. Okay. And you, and you didn't, and so you had no fight, no nothing. Right. And she literally packed up her stuff and left. No, like while she was like being distant, I tried to like approach her. We had a lot of fights and she was just like being just like not having it. She did not want to talk to me, have any dialogue with me, both occasions, both times. She did not want to have any dialogue with me. I was like, Right, because she just was on a mission to, like, sort of end it, maybe sabotage, right? And she didn't want you to talk her out of it. She didn't want to communicate because sometimes if you communicate or have an argument even, you could have a resolution and things could be sort of fixed, and maybe that's not what she wanted. Yeah, she did not want to do that both times. Right, and so she dumped you. How long did she stay out of your house that first time? Um. well, she eventually, like, packed her things and left in a couple, in a day or two. Right, but no, how long did she stay out of the house? So you broke up, right? How did you get back together? Because obviously you got back together because she okay. dumped you again. How did you get back together? Okay, um, she left. I was, we, we did not get back together after, until nine months later. Okay, and what happened in the nine months? Did you see her at in the mall? Nine- I, I was so desperate to be be with her. Like, I pleaded and everything like that. When we first broke up, I went to her house. She thought I was crazy. I, I tried to talk to her dad. I tried to have a group uh, conversation. <laughs> and uh-huh. her dad was like, oh, she's just losing it. And she's just like, the more I tried, like, I was this depressed, suicidal. All by myself, I would go home, look for her, call, like, you know, uh, like look for her part, uh, car parked in her parking space, and I wouldn't see the car, and I was just totally losing my mind. I was like so depressed and just so caught off guard. I stayed by myself in the empty house. It's cold winter time uh, in you know Chicago. It's terribly yeah. cold, and, and I didn't go anywhere or do anything or anything like that. I was just sad and depressed for months and months mm-hmm. until. Until New Year's came, and on the like the third, second, or third of January, it was like Saturday, and I, I decided that I was gonna go somewhere. I got invited to something, mm-hmm. and I went to the something. I got approached by some girl. She actually approached me, came up to me with a pen. We exchanged contacts and email. I get with her. I end up like dating this girl and everything like that. And while I was dating her. Mm-hmm. That's when my ex finally uh, approached me. I had gone to a, a little vacation for a week to California, and I came back. And that's when my ex approached me. And uh, she, even though this relationship was fresh, and I was really not like taking this girl seriously, yeah, my ex maneuvered her way back into my life, and I dropped the other girl, and I took my ex back. Okay, but for those nine months, right, was she still working in the mall where you were working? No, she was working somewhere else. Okay, so you didn't see her. That mutual friend that you had, did you, like, did you hear whether she was dating somebody else or anything? Like, did you get any kind of information about her while you were with her for those nine months? To my knowledge, she wasn't dating. Okay. She wasn't dating. She was just, like, focusing on herself and, like, everything like that. And she had gone to a friend of hers. 
mm-hmm. that she would go out and party and drink with. And the night that she came and approached me, uh, she had actually gone out drinking with her friend and she was tipped. She was drunk. And so what did she say to get back with you? Like, what did she say? I, she, like, I... she was drunk and she told, she came to me to my place. Um, the door was open. She knew the code to get in. She took the elevator upstairs. She came to me. She told me that uh, she needed me and she... That's exactly what she was like, I need you. And she told me those exact words and she didn't need to say much. And we just laid there and mm-hmm. I took her back. I took her back. There wasn't a lot of exchange of words. And then she moved right in and everything and that was a done deal? Yes. And how long did you date again before she dumped you a second time? Actually, like she didn't move in right away. Mm-hmm. We started like, you know, hanging out and stuff like that. And started spending more time together and five days go by seven days ten days and we're seeing each other and going to restaurants and movies and stuff like that and we eventually moved back in together mm-hmm. let me ask you this uh, do you know about her history with me. let me ask you this do you know about her history as far as like boyfriends and stuff before you uh she she had a, a boyfriend at uh she was young like 18 19 she had a boyfriend she had gotten pregnant Mm-hmm. And I guess because of like you know like I guess just that like they decided to get married and after like six months or eight months after a child was born, uh, they sep- they separated and uh, I guess she did not want to be with the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's I don't know if there's anything wrong with the guy. She didn't say anything bad about him. Right, like, but did she, she have any other boyfriends besides that guy, or right, you were the next guy she dated? I was the next guy after she dated. Uh, she was actually still legally married to him, and she didn't tell me for a while. Who cares? I mean, that doesn't, that's just semantic. She wasn't with him, right? Yeah, she was, and I didn't hold it against her. She was very nice. No, I hate when people get so caught up in that shit. I mean, she wasn't living with him and, like, married him. You know, married to me is like you're living in the house, and you guys are together, and you're wearing rings. Yeah, no, me. she was broken up for a while. Exactly. And I didn't against her at all and or that or martial status or her any any status that it didn't matter to me no all. i just wanted to know because i think it's a little bit weird that like the girl sort of like spends every day with you lives with you right from day one she's like hot and heavy full forced insta relationship with you right and then one day you know sort of dumps you and disappears for nine months. And then the minute she wants you back, it's full force again that I just wonder, like, is this a girl that could go from spending every day with a guy to being completely alone living with her father? Or did she go from, you know, living with you and spending every day with you to having another relationship with somebody for nine months? And when that didn't work, she came back to you. You know, I'm just trying to figure out what was going on with her. Because I'm yeah, I'm pretty positive that she wasn't like in another relationship. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. So I anyway, do you say when you finally got back with her? Did you say like what the hell was your deal? Like why the hell did you just freak out and dump me? No, we didn't even really discuss that. And uh, like she had a uh, like. She had told me that I had, like, anger issues and stuff like that before. Like, that's part of, like, our confrontation. Mm-hmm. And it, do you? I, you know, and, I mean, I, I've, I do, I did at that time, but I, I wasn't concerned, like, anger issues that I just, like, for no reason, like, get angry. 
when we would have a, a confrontation or a conflict, I would get angry. Mm-hmm. And 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 this time around, like I had like really worked on my anger that even if somebody provoked me and or tried to start a conversation, I would I wouldn't even get angry anymore. So <laughs> she had told me like, hey, you really, you know, like improve yourself and and uh, gave me like a not that I think about it, like pat on the back, like, oh, you've really like, you know, improved yourself, like your anger. Like, I, it's not like I had bad anger issues. I wasn't. Right. But she was into it. So you guys got back together. Right. And then how long did you stay before she dumped you again? And how was your relationship then? Was it better? Was she still distrustful or was she better with you? No, no, I was like super like nice and doing everything accordingly what she wanted. And I have everything perfectly. And she wanted to get married and engaged, and I got her an engagement ring, and we got engaged. Also, we took a trip. We wanted. We went on a vacation, someplace that I wanted to go for for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. she finally got a chance to go, and she hadn't been on a plane forever, and, you know, and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And it was everything was great uh, until I I did minor things that wasn't weren't approved from her. Like what? Like smoking inside the bathroom. Okay, smoking weed, crack, smoking cigarettes. Like smoking what? I I I smoked a uh, cigarette and weed. I okay, mean, a little bit. And I mean, she didn't have like a problem with it. And she she did make a big deal about it. But uh, you know, if there was a, I was throughout the four or five years. Uh, maybe I was just at the very end. I had started smoking weed. The other times, I didn't. Okay, big deal. And she got mad at you about that? And, you know, um, when my friend came, like, it was really over when he came to visit me. Like, he wasn't allowed at our place. Right. For a new place that we moved into, it was our new place. He wasn't allowed. It was strict rules and regulations. I wasn't allowed to smoke inside. Right. We smoked hookah. Mm -hmm. We weren't smoking hookah anymore. We didn't have one. And, like, you know, like... It was just like very awkward, and I had to like she didn't want to turn on the heater and the lights, and it was just like very controlling. Right, she was super controlling, but she was always like that. So, how long did you guys though date in that new relationship before she dumped you again? We were in there for maybe like we were together from maybe like April to just November, all in all. Second time. So seven months. Now, in that seven months, would you say your relationship was better than before or worse or the same? It was better than before because we didn't have so much, like, arguments and fights. Right. I so avoided, things were, like... Right, right. I get it. You did everything you could to keep, like, the status quo, right, and to keep it cool, right? So yeah. out of nowhere, did she do the same thing? Did she start to, like, be distant? Like, did it go down the same way the second time she dumped you? Yeah. She was really into just like her like TV shows on Netflix and everything like that. And I would try to be like, you know, like, hey, what do you want to watch together? And she would have her own shows that she wanted. And she hated the shows that I wanted to watch. But I didn't mind watching her shows. What were your shows? <laughs> um, like, I, I would want maybe like 10, 20% of like TV time, like she'd be watching her shows like serials after one episode of another of Law and Order or whatever it is. And I would try to squeeze in like one hour of like 
Jimmy Kimmel or uh, you right. know Jimmy Fallon, that type of stuff. So it yeah. would be just like short, short and quick, and not you know. Yeah, and she <laughs> wasn't having it. Okay, no, but this is all sounds like normal stuff, right? Normal fight. So, but towards the end, she just wanted to watch her stuff, and she didn't want to talk anymore. She didn't want to talk to me at all, and uh, she basically was like, "Yo." I'm done with you. You're on your own. We were, I had gotten in a car accident and uh, we were using her car. At one time, she didn't have a car. I helped her. She was helping me with her car. I, she stopped giving me the privilege to the car. I had to take Uber to work every day. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and she was like, you got to move out. I'm dumping you. You got to move out. You got to go. You can't use my car. After she used, she asked me to fix her car. She needed some maintenance. I spent like three, four hundred dollars on brakes and tires and battery and everything. Got her car ready for the winter, mm-hmm. and she was all happy and everything like that. And after it was all done, like she dumped me and she took the privileges from the car. I had to take an Uber. Oh and my god, this is really like an episode of Judge Judy. I'm obsessed with Judge Judy. This is like people like you guys, your guys' relationship are on Judge Judy all the time. You could take her she, to court. <laughs> She started treating me really bad. Like, okay, like, uh, for example, like, I don't really, like, know how to, I don't cook food. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. like, since, since I'm with a narcissist, I guess I'm a code, codependent or whatever these uh-huh. people are called that, mm-hmm. that attract these narcissists. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was heavily, like, dependent on my, my ex-fiance to, like, cook for me. And it wasn't a big deal. The, this cooking would be, like, peanut butter sandwich and basic things not right. like extensive meals right right and mm. and you know like i would i would be like that would that was something that she did for me that i really really appreciated mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i like like i have like you know issues like eating food and i don't have poor diet yeah, wait, let me like get that. to the narcissist thing because i think it's really important because you keep calling her narcissist and like basically she has like the behavior that you've talked about has been super controlling and then the way she kind of dumps you out of nowhere i mean there's a probably a lot of different labels you could call her she could be like um, like other things besides a narcissist. What I do know about narcissists, okay, is that a lot of times, because they need narcissistic supply, right? They need that supply at all times, right? That's why I wondered, like, to you know, would she leave a supply, you being the supply, and have nothing else? Like a narcissist needs that, right? And it's very hard to get away from a narcissist. Like you can't leave them or you can't get away from them. Like most of the time they will not let things end no matter how bad it is like because they need that supply that's why i just wonder that like if she could go from like being with you and then being alone and she wants no contact with you that's a little not narcissistic really not to say that there's a, that's not fucked up and weird that she out of nowhere just like stops talking to you you know i don't know you know it makes more sense that she met somebody or she has like a fear commitment and after a certain amount of time of getting close with somebody maybe she freaks out maybe she's like commitment phobic right i just don't know where or why you think she's a narcissist well the second time that she dumped me you know the like her uh like she took the ring off her finger by accident and now it she never put it back on what do you mean by accident like she made it all seem like an accident that uh she forced me basically like threatened me and basically bullied me to leave the place that I had just acquired mm-hmm. a few months ago, mm-hmm. moved in, furnished, TV, my right. clothes, mm-hmm. my job. She made me leave my job, 
leave my place and abandon everything mm-hmm. and just move across the country with the, like basically a few clothes. That's it. Mm-hmm. But you did it. She could be, you know, borderline. Do you know about borderline personality, like borderline people? Like she might be more a borderline personality type than a narcissist. Borderline yeah, people well, are very out of their fucking minds and are very like sort of, you know, chaotic. And there's a lot of drama there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she would always mention to me that she had this deep, deep like emptiness inside of her and how she had like a tough childhood growing up where uh, her mother had passed away at a young age and her, both of her parents were never there. And she was left raising uh, yeah. a younger sibling mm-hmm. by herself that and she was really into like her looks and her makeup and she wanted this $600 brush kit from Neiman Marcus that I was willing to get for her Mm -hmm. and she was really into like you know like not anything like she wanted these particular like $600 brushes not even the makeup just a brush from Neiman Marcus she wanted this Versace cologne that was $300 from Dubai that yeah, was, she might have been like she might have been trying to sort of fill up that hole inside of her with things, right? And some people have a dysfunction where they need like labels or really expensive things. They become like shopaholics, right? Some people become bulimic or anorexic. Some women or men, you know, when they have when they have like big empty holes inside of themselves, they pick up like they try to fill it with outside things. You know, some people should do it with sex. Some people she might have been the type of person that does it with like you know buying shit you know what I mean like people take that kind of stuff on you know I just think that like a narcissist has different sort of personality traits and a lot of times they they seem to have no feelings you know whereas you sort of seem to say that she seemed to have like tons of them like she was just always crying and she was like super dramatic I don't know what did you read about narcissists that you think uh, apply to her well, uh, I would ask her, like, you know, when I hadn't seen her for a long time, that, uh, did you miss me? You know, like, just things like that. And she would be like, uh, no, like, I don't feel that feeling of missing somebody. I know that somebody that was there is not there, but I don't miss you. Okay, or... but let me ask you this. When you were with her, though, was she very loving and kind? And when before she dumped you, right, when things were good, was she very uh, affectionate with you? She she was very affectionate with me at the beginning of the relationship, but then she was less and less affectionate, and I accommodated to her being less affectionate. And uh, the second time that we got together for the seven months, we only had sex twice. And right. we didn't even have sex. And there was another uh, demand that I was obliging, uh, you know, like just trying to, you know, she was very insecure. Uh, the first time that we were together for two years, she barely let me see her chest. She was very insecure about her chest. And, yeah, she sounds uh, more like she sounds more like borderline or like a commitment phobic person. Like, I think she has a lot of problems. I think as much as she seems kind of fucked up, like I feel like she sounds a little bit like me when I was younger. <laughs> I could try to kind of relate to her, right? Like, um, I think that she does have a lot of issues for sure. Um, you probably do too, because like attracts like a lot of the times, right? There's always one person kind of looking at the other person saying, wow, you're so fucked up. But like, what are you doing with such a fucked up person? Right. You probably have your that's, own. That's yeah. You probably have your own things too. Right. But, um, 
everyone has stuff, right? No one's perfect. And you guys are super young, right? So you're going to have to have something to deal with for the rest of your life. Um, but it seems like I don't know for sure that she's a straight up, um, you know, narcissist. You probably learn a lot about her if you like sort of Google and read about commitment issues and people with commitment phobia. Um, a lot of times the books are written about men, but there are tons of women that have that issue too. So I think it's really ridiculous that they only write books about commitment phobic from a man's standpoint or like, you know, about a man because I always had commitment issues and I played push pull crazy games with guys when I was younger and was detached from my feelings and a lot of stuff like that is similar to that girl. And I get it. And a lot of times people that have commitment issues use sex well they see sex as intimacy and they see it as a way of being close with somebody so a lot of times people that have commitment issues play weirdo games with sex like that that's one of the biggest components of it right because normally like who doesn't want to fuck like i mean that should just be something that's kind of always there right even if things are bad but somebody that sort of plays games with sex a lot of the times a lot of times that that person's like commitment phobic too so i think if you want to really understand her you might want to look into that too as well but I think like you know you do the whole thing with narcissistic supply you know like you say like you didn't give it to her and you didn't got like I mean it didn't seem like she sort of looked for it it just seems like she kind of discards you and cuts you off and breaks it off and sabotages and axes you out when she wants to and then when she wants you back she comes back narcissistic supply and what narcissists typically do it's a little bit different than that they don't let you go they push pull constantly and if they think that you're leaving they'll bring you back when they need you you know the fact that she needs you after nine months it doesn't seem totally like a narcissist but it doesn't mean you're not being abused right and it doesn't mean that she's normal and it doesn't mean that what she did was right it's totally fucked up and to be on the receiving end of it is such a mind fuck for you right but you have to say to yourself like why did I sort of stay there like why did you let yourself be so sort of you know uh controlled by somebody that was so obviously retarded right I mean she obviously had a lot of weakness she obviously has a lot of issues right and for some reason you stayed with her and not only did Absolutely. you stay with her you revolt you sort of changed to fit you know, to sort of accommodate her issues as opposed to saying like, you know, to keeping them in their place and saying like, you have trust issues, I'm going to keep my friends, you know what I mean? And that's the way that it goes. Like you stopped doing things. And I understand that. I think a lot of people do that in relationships because most of the time when we're in a relationship and we like somebody, we want to make it work, right? And we all get to a place where we've done, I've done crazy things in relationships to make relationships work. You know, and you look back and you're like, why the fuck did I do that? Do you know what I mean? But I think it's Absolutely. just, yeah, it's human nature, you know, but when you know that you're that type of person, right? Cause that's just who you are. You could fall into the codependent role pretty quickly. You have to be careful about what kind of girls you date in the future, right? Because you could be, you could become that person very easily, right? That's just who you are. So you have to be careful when you see these tendencies in these girls when you meet them. You know, if they're a little crazy and nutty, like you might want to like check yourself, right? Like, are you dating anyone now? How long ago did she break up with you for good this last time? This, this, uh, I believe, like, end, like, end of November, beginning of December. 
So you've only been broken up a couple of months, right? And now are you do are you stalking her again? Because it's a little crazy when you said you were driving and you couldn't handle it. I mean, anyone with panic attacks and anxiety attacks, there's control issues there, right? Now, she's not the only one with control issues. You have control issues too, right? Because like you're driving to her house, you're looking for her car. Like, I mean, that's super, there's some sense of control issue there too because you couldn't handle the fact that she just fucking dumped you right and i know that that is hard to deal with but after a couple months you could get over it right but you kind of couldn't let it go you were a little nutty uh, right so oh yeah i I was devastated like the first time she dumped me i did all of that i like went to her house i Mm -hmm. went through everything like that you know the second time she dumped me i already had like been through it so it was pretty hard because i lived there after she dumped me, it was my house, so I lived there for a month until I flew out of there, and I just walked out of my place. Right. Okay, now, so where are you now? Like, you're not stalking her anymore, right? Have you heard from her? No, like, um, uh, this time around, the second time, I didn't stalk her. I didn't call her. Mm-hmm. I just lost in contact. Even when um, she broke off with me, we didn't talk much. We we stopped talking, and a month later, I basically just flew out of there and moved to the other side of the country. Right. So you're away from her. You haven't heard from her since? Yeah, I haven't heard from her. I haven't talked to her. I but you're depressed. You know, yes. Even though I'm not acting crazy like I was like the first time, like trying to reach out to her. One, because I can't, because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And second, it was just like, it was just so ugly. Mm-hmm. The whole situation, I would never want to do that. I right. myself, I was like never going to put myself through this. No well, it's what very happens. normal, right? Well, the, w- I think sometimes when we go crazy like that, it's because we want to avoid the pain of what you actually feel now, right? So what we do is, and what people do is, like they act out and they just like focus on other things, and instead of just sit home and feel really depressed that they lost this person that they really care about, right? And I think that that's what people are avoiding. And so when you acted nutty and crazy, you didn't feel what you're feeling now, right? Because you were too involved in all that craziness of yourself right now that you're not doing all that all you have is this really terrible feeling of really you know feeling sad and depressed that you know you got dumped right yeah and just I like uh, I guess before I was just upset and that you know like how would everything happen more caught off guard mm-hmm. but uh, the second time I was more depressed not because, like, I got dumped, I guess, because I had put so much time and effort this time that I was really let down that after, like, I was like, okay, there's nothing that you did wrong. You know, I have issues, so we have to go our separate ways. And I was like, okay, I just, like, felt let down and upset and depressed because I was like, yo, I really, like, went all out trying to make it work and it didn't work and uh it was just like felt like i lost a lot of time and years and yeah you know like the whole image i had so that's what made me depressed yeah but like you should feel listen you should feel proud of yourself that at your young age you had a very long relationship that for a good chunk of that relationship like things were okay right you know it lasted for five years you had two breakups yeah you could sort of look and say she's like crazy and stuff but you had to have some good times right because that was a long time to be with somebody right and um, it's very normal for things to end right I call it marriage math right like you're 25 years old okay if you wind up marrying that girl say you live till 85 
that means you would have had to been with her for 60 years. I mean, do you really think that that's going to fucking happen? I just think it's crazy to think that, you know, when you're so young, we all want to believe that there's this one person that we're going to spend the rest of our life with. But I mean, most of the time that's not going to happen. But you spend years with people or even just months with people or 10 years with someone like and you learn stuff from your relationships. And that's what they're about. And five years is a good run. And I think you learned a lot about yourself and that relationship. And maybe you learned something about yourself that is hard to look at because eventually you have to forget about her and forget about like her being a narcissist and her being all the things that she is. And you have to say, what about me? Like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Like, why did I dump my friends? Why did I listen to her? Why did I date someone that was so fucking crazy? Why did I take her back after she was, you know, dumped me? And that's what you have to sort of do, right? Like that's what every relationship we take out of it. We learn something about ourselves and then we move on and we try to better ourselves and have a better relationship than with the next person. And that's just a part of life, you know, but I think, listen, I think, you know, you had at 25, like, you know, you lived with a girl, you have a kid, even though you guys don't take care of your kids, like you, you know, you've done a lot of stuff that I didn't do when I was fucking 25, you know, and yeah, it didn't work out. But like, who's to say, like, I don't look at relationships and say just because they end that they're failures. I think every relationship's teaches us something and they're all really good and we should take something good out of them. I'm not saying that it's not devastating when you break up and you go through all that, but at the end of the day, when you come clean and you get over this sadness and the depression of all this breakup, like you should probably learn something for this from this, right? And be a better guy in your next relationship. But maybe heed the warning. You know what I mean? Like I said, I think you need to say to yourself like or sort of cop to the fact that you are the type of person that maybe can be controlled easily or can be the codependent person in a relationship. So you do have to be careful with the next girl that you date of what she's going to be. Also, if this girl comes back, what are you going to do? Are you equipped to say no and put an end to it? Or are you going to go back with her? How do you even know if it's totally over? Well, it's been twice already. And, you know, we had a conversation while, like, we're breaking up. I'm like, yo, like, please don't, like, come back around, like, a year later. You know what I mean? There's, like, too much for me to bear with this emotional roller coaster. So... I mean, I can't, I don't think she's going to ever come back. She got, I guess, whatever she wanted because there's nothing else I can offer to her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already offered her gifts and okay, so what money. You, and, right. You did and all that. Everything. Like, you feel like a fucking sucker. I get it. And that's just, a, that's the cost of doing business, right? Like, what can you do, Right. Um, you win some, you lose some. There are probably maybe you dated girls before her that felt like maybe they were like it got scorned by you, right? There might be girls that you date. Like, look, you cheated on other girls and right? you didn't put so much effort in. And maybe they feel the same way about you that you feel about this girl, right? Like we flip roles in relationships. Sometimes you're the king. Sometimes you're the slave. In this relationship, you were the slave. You were her bitch, you, Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, you <laughs> I was not, totally her yeah. bitch. I've you never her in bitch. my life, yeah. in a relationship, I've never been, I've gone out of so many relationships. I wouldn't feel <laughs> like, bad. Yeah, I would never feel bad 
I would maybe feel sad for a day or two or feel bad for a week or something. I would never, ever, ever in my right mind feel like this. Okay, but listen to what you just said. Okay, wait, I got to just point something out to you. Because you call her a narcissist because she said to you after she dumped you that she didn't miss you and she doesn't feel that and she didn't really care. You just told me that you never cared when you broke up with other girls either, but maybe you're a narcissist too. Well, I did never thought about like modern relationships as like, you know, I knew in the back of my head that this person that I'm dating, I'm not going to marry them. Right. Well, maybe she felt the same way. Yeah, well, I don't know. We were like engaged to be married. That's what she wanted. Yeah, uh, but this is the same girl that goes to the hospital when she has a panic attack and cries over everything. I don't know. You know, like how serious can you take her? You know, she was a little yeah. bit, she's super young too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, I would probably like my other relationships would not like focus at all on marriage. But, you know, that was like what the she main wanted. Thing to her. She wanted to meet my family, wanted to get married and everything like that. So I complied and I tried to orchestrate the whole ordeal. You did everything whole. you could to make her happy because you really liked her. I did everything that I could. And, uh, you know, there's like a lot of red flags, like, like, you know, she chose not to like keep her son with her and just mm-hmm. to like, you know, like give up custody and pay child support. And it's a lot easier for women to, you know, have, have more rights and just like, uh, her divorce and everything like that. Like, you know, yeah, it's like, very rare that the woman gives up to her baby for sure. You know? Yeah. And, I just, like, didn't realize, you know, like, all these uh, characteristics. Maybe it's not narcissist. Maybe it is. But, you know, a lot of things, like, all into her looks and spending hours getting ready. Yeah, listen, that's girls, okay? (laughs) And that's insecure girls. And a lot of, I was telling my friend this the other day, a lot of times the prettier the girl is, the more insecure they are. Yeah, I mean, she was very insecure, but she was very, very beautiful. She right, and that out. happens a lot of times. A lot of the the most beautiful women I know are the most insecure women I've known. And yeah. when they're young, they're worse. Like, when women get older, they, they, they lose some of that, and it doesn't take them so long to get ready, and they're not so hyper-fixated and everything. But, you know, girls, that's just the way that they are. A lot of girls are like that. That's just like a common girl problem. So I don't know that she's so much a narcissist. I definitely think she has a lot of issues and she's probably commitment phobic. And, you know, all the signs point to that, her trust issues. Listen, if you can't get past trust, you can't really love somebody because love comes after trust, right? So she doesn't even know what love is yet. She's, you know, she's too fucked up. You know, you might, you know, and you might be more ready for that. I don't know. But I tend to think like attracts like. So as unavailable or as maybe as incapable of having like a real relationship at that time in her life, you probably were to some extent too. Maybe in your next relationship, because you'll probably, you sound like a relationship guy. You've had a lot of long-term relationships and you're super young. So you'll probably meet a new girl soon or eventually when you're ready, when you're fully over this girl, you'll meet somebody and, you know, hopefully you'll attract somebody better. (laughs) You know, when you see the, or when you see the red flags, you don't, you know, you, you sort of heed those warnings or you stand up for yourself in a relationship instead of like, you know, being someone's bitch.
Absolutely. I mean, like, I don't care how hot the girl is. Like, it's not a matter of like, I cannot, I'm, you know, I'm not an old wrinkly guy yet. I'm young. I can get with yeah. these hot women. But, you know, I, I want some other like decent qualities besides the looks. And honestly, <laughs> I just, I just only went for the looks and I only tolerated this, all this nonsense, unfortunately, because I was like attracted her physically and the looks and I see that good. with guy. I see that with guys all the time. There's a guy who does my show all the time. He's a guy I dated called Doctor Guy. Is a womanizer. He's the first episode he did with me was Doctor Guy is a total womanizer, and he's done other episodes. And he's a 50 year old man, and he's fucking gorgeous. Okay, let me tell you, he's got a lot of money, and he lives in New York, and he fucks all kinds of girls. But this guy goes for looks over everything because he really he's got this insecurity in him that he wants people to just see this like a hot piece of ass that he's with even though he's super good looking and it always bites him in the ass because these girls are like as as beautiful as they are on the outside they're ugly on the inside right but he doesn't care because he just goes for that one thing right and that's the problem but i think a lot of guys do guys are wired that way to sort of go after the girl that's like really super hot and stuff so I, don't, I would give yourself a break. You're not that bad. It's like it's kind of common. You went for a girl who's totally hot and you learned your lesson. And that's what life's about. You know what I mean? We have experiences. They teach us things and then we learn from them, hopefully, so we don't make the same mistake. And now you'll go and make a different mistake. But what what are you on Craigslist for putting that ad? Like, is it to meet other girls? Is it really just to talk to someone because you don't have friends? Uh, well, ever since I, like, moved here, one, I don't have friends. I'm in a brand new area. Like, mm-hmm. I just totally relocated. Mm-hmm. I don't have any friends here. Uh, and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I have too much time on my hands. And then I have a lot of, like, thoughts in my head, you know, because I guess I've just gotten out of, like, a abusive relationship where right. I'm having low self-esteem i had poor diet while i was with her like mm-hmm. i didn't eat anything i literally starved myself for a couple of months mm-hmm. it's like taking a toll on my health it's uh making me feel weak and lethargic and depressed and mm-hmm. you know suicidal and all well, these listen, you know, i think it's pretty amazing that as a guy you're able to sort of see all this stuff in yourself you're able to articulate it you know actually what would be good for you in this situation like you put an ad out there because you you have all these thoughts and you feel like it would be good to talk to someone about it like the the, like you're like not so bad like I mean you you got like a good head on your shoulders for a young guy you know what I mean and you're pretty self-aware which is gonna is gonna be really beneficial to you no matter how fucked up you are as long as you're self-aware that's going to be your saving grace, and you're going to be fine. Can you maybe go to a therapist? I believe in therapy. I talk about it on my show all the time. I love therapy. I think it's great. Is there a way that you could get into therapy so you have someone to talk to once a week so you could get those thoughts out of your head? I mean, I never, like, seek therapy. And when I tried to seek it, like, it was just too hard because of, like, insurance purposes. Right. Do you have insurance? I, when I did have it, like, I think I still have it, the same one. Uh, it was, like, almost, I tried, but it was almost impossible for no 
uh, nobody accepted my insurance. So right. I just kind look of look into gave it since it. you have so much time on your hands right now. Just try, just look into it. It's really great, and you'd probably really like it. You probably really would. But you definitely should try to make some friends because it is smart when you do have a lot of thoughts going on in your head and you're super upset and stuff. And you told me early on because I thought you were drunk. You sounded drunk, and you don't really like to drink. You're not someone that likes to check out. It is important to have people to talk to when you're feeling not so great. You know. That is a good release. So you need some people in your life like that that you could talk to, you know. So uh, besides a therapist, right, you need some good friends and you should make some phone calls whenever you're feeling like that and just talk. And the more you talk about it, eventually time will pass and you'll be okay and you'll get over it and you'll move on and you'll meet a new girl and you'll be fine. I don't know so much that she's a narcissist, I got to say. I think she's just a commitment issue, bipolar, you know, sort of distrustful girl with some problems. Don't take her back if she comes back, but let me know if she does come back. <laughs> and there's a part uh, two. I, Keep with I me posted. Be, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I can never say a hundred percent that she will not come back. Right. But I I wouldn't be surprised because how she left and how she come back. Exactly. Like totally totally unex, unexpected. Out of, out of the blue, you know right? I mean? It's only been a I couple would months. Never expect her to come back at all at right all, i know so you just don't know but you need to not I, I suggest you do not go back to her no matter what i would never never ever it took Good. too much toll exactly toll on my life and it really like fucked me up it really hurt me uh, yeah no i know i could tell and like like i said I'm, you're bad like yeah. you're fucked up probably a little bit but you're like I said, you're pretty self-aware and you're really like you have good qualities going on for you. So you deserve someone better. And so do your work, get over her, take some time. And when you're feeling better about yourself, eventually you will. You'll come out of this and, you know, and then go looking for a new girl. You could find a hot girl that actually is super hot but has good qualities on the inside. Make sure you to look for that. And you said you're going to. So you'll be okay. You just need some time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I need I need time. You know, I need, need a lot of time. time because as of right now, like <laughs> I don't even feel comfortable approaching any women. I yeah, because you're very, not over the other girl yet, and I'm you don't feel good about insecure. yourself, like you said. I, yeah, I never felt insecure about myself my whole life. I I've always been skinny. I never felt insecure. You know. I'm yeah, so you got to get yourself secure. back into shape. Spend a lot of time working out. Get back on eating healthy, right? And take this time while you're not feeling so great about yourself to make yourself feel better. And what will make you feel better is if you get yourself looking better, right? And start eating better, work out, go running, ride a bike, do something, you know, do physical things that will help you yeah. feel better and look better because that'll give you your self-esteem back. And and that's okay. Take it as long as you need. And then eventually, though, you'll be fine. You're going to be fine. And you're going to be better than fine because you'll come out of this learning something, an important lesson, and you'll have a better relationship. You're going to fare better than her. She's more fucked than you are. So you're, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. You just need time. And that's what everyone goes through. Listen to every love song on the TV, every movie that's made, you know, this is life, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I need time and uh, mm -hmm. I basically didn't do anything. I, I didn't join the gym. I didn't improve anything. So I'm, I'm basically like checking myself into like flying overseas to my parents where I can have access to like a psychiatrist and mm -hmm. uh, professional help and a professional cook and all these things. Great. Because you need to get uh, you back. Know, you need, need to whip back yourself, whip it back into shape. That's what you're going to yeah, do. I, 
I've come to the realization that now I, that I'm so fucked up now because I never felt like this. I never felt so weak and physically mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like just fucked up emotionally and everything like that, that I need to seek professional help. I actually like just acknowledge that like not too long ago, mm-hmm. couple, you know, a couple of, you know, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And, and I'm like going the extra measures to like, you know, like just like being catered to and good food and hopefully I can like come back to like a healthy. You will. Don't even say hopefully that's a negative word. You will. You absolutely will. You're doing the right thing. Professional help is no big deal. It's like you're getting, you're just getting it. Like that's great. Everyone fucking needs it at certain points in your life. It'll help you. It's the boost that you need. Um, and, and it'll be great for you to take better care of yourself physically too, because that'll help as well. You're doing all the right things. You're going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, it's not as fucked up as it was before. You know, like, uh, I'm only, the only time I was feeling, like, that suicidal and stuff like that when, like, I hadn't, like, eaten for days or, like, just, like, laying around. and. Just yeah, when doing... are you getting on that plane to go see your parents? I'm not not that long. Maybe in the next, like, in the next, within the next two weeks, I'm in the whole process of, like, Getting the, the ticket and everything. Renewing yes. a lost passport and as being res- irresponsible and I lost it. And right, I whatever. But you're on your way there. Listen, that's going like, be... I'm, Right. Yeah, and now I that you have something. that, you have hope, right? So you know you're going to do something and things are going to change. And also getting away from here and being in a totally different country is going to be really good for you to forget about her. It'll help you forget about her. It'll help you remember who you are too. That's what you have to do. You have to get back into yourself. You know what I mean? And and take care of yourself. It's enough about her. She's done. It's over. It's now is about you intending to yourself. And that's what you're going to do. And I think that that's really smart and it's really good. And I think you're going to be fine. You don't need any help. I mean, yeah, you need I to mean, do like, what you're doing is and the help that you're getting. I'm saying you don't need crazy people from Craigslist that are going to be emailing you and whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of my family members, they think, like, what I'm doing is, like, I've landed. They're like, you just got here. You need to find a job and everything like that. And they don't understand that I feel so, like, down and just unstable. Oh, my God. You're so, and first of all, you're so young. Do this now while you can. You're only going to do it for a couple months. Go do it. And then you could go, come back and get a job and everything. Who cares? And they're like, huh, what? Like, you want to, like, be, you want to, like, do this? You want to, like, eat food and what the hell? You can't really <laughs> relate to me. You know, they're like, what are you talking about? You're completely fine. I'm like, yo, I'm like 115 pounds. You know what I mean? I need listen, to gain, don't like, listen to them. You know yourself. Like I said, you're very self-aware, much more so than most men and more most women than I know. You're just a super self-aware person that pays attention to what's going on in yourself. And that's just the way that you are. And you know what's right for yourself. So don't listen to anybody else. You, what you're going to see in your life, like you're too young to notice it now. All those people that said all that stuff to you, wait to see what they look like and what their lives are like when they're fucking 50, okay? <laughs> and you're going to be doing a lot better than them. Because a lot of people don't really pay attention to themselves. They don't pay attention to what's going on. And they sweep everything underneath the rug, okay? And all those people think that that's totally okay. But eventually, sweeping everything under the rug bites people in the ass. And you see people's lives when they're older are fucking horrific because of that trait. And that's not who you are. So do exactly what you're doing. I think you're very smart. And uh, don't listen to those people. Because what you're doing is the right thing. Thank you. And I appreciate all the 
good advice and all the kind words. And yeah, cool. It, it, you know, yeah, you're do- you're yeah, fine, I mean, Adam. No need for suicidal thoughts, please. It's ridiculous. Go uh, go take care of yourself. Uh, please don't ever email me and tell me that you're back with that girl. But if you get in a new relationship, give me a call. I'd love to have you back on. Absolutely, and uh, I will keep you posted. Okay, awesome. Have a good time back at your parents. Good luck. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.